0: When the Holy Spirit comes into our lives at our salvation, he comes to make us holy in our practice, in our lifestyle. If there is not a yearning in our hearts to live a holy life pleasing to God, then we're going to have to question our faith and whether our faith in Christ is real. If you have no desire, you're not that interested in living a holy life, then you might want to check and see if you ever made a faith commitment to Christ. This is Jerry G. Martin, and welcome to The Light of the World. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and have asked him to come into your life and to be your Lord and Savior, there is an expectation on how we should live. There ought to be a difference between the believer and the unbeliever. Listen to this message today as we share with you that God wants you to be holy. Last time we were here, we had a text scripture that began in 1 Peter, chapter 1, beginning at verse 14. Peter was speaking to the church and he said this, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy... So be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. I think it's appropriate at the time of fasting and prayer that we emphasize the key thing that God had in mind when he called us to himself. God called us to himself So that we can be a representative of his. Uh, The scripture says we're ambassadors of Christ. Uh, We often refer to being Christ-like. Let this same mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus is what we say. But there seems to be a disconnect somehow in the body of Christ between our coming to Christ and our living for Christ. But it is clear in the scriptures that we have a personal responsibility for our walk of holiness. God has called every believer to live a holy life. There are no exceptions to this call. He's not just calling pastors and ministers and missionaries, but he's calling ursas and greeters and children's workers to live holy. He's calling the member that sits in the pew to live holy. Every Christian of every nation, whether rich or poor, educated or unlearned, influential or unknown, is called to be holy. I didn't have enough time, but I thought of making some pill-off badges this morning for everybody that came in for you to put on and just says, I am holy. And see if you would keep it on when you go to lunch today. And just say, wear this all day long. I am holy. And see what happens. You may even start acting a little bit better. (laughs) Just because you don't have a badge on don't mean that God hasn't tagged you as holy. This call to be holy is based on the fact that God himself is holy. And because God is holy, he requires that we are holy. Holy. What is holy? Holy is to be morally blameless. It is to be separated from sin and therefore consecrated to God. Separated from sin and consecrated to God. And having the conduct befitting that person who says they are separated. To live a holy life is a life in conformity to the moral precepts of the Bible and in contrast to the sinful ways of the world. Now let me ask you this question. Have you recognized there are some sinful ways of the world? Do you even notice? Can you just tell? That's horrible. That's sinful. That's ungodly. Do you know the difference between holy and unholy? If you recognize that, well, he call us to be different. The writer of Hebrews went one step further when he was talking to the people in the church about how to live. He said this, and I'm going to be on this text this morning. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. He says, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be Holy. Make every effort to live in peace and make every effort to be holy. And then he throws this line at us that really will make us think. He says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Now that's a sea law moment. You want to think about that. Now what is he saying? He said, without holiness, you will not see The Lord. So, this writer in his pronouncement of holiness is bold in saying this without holiness. The scripture speaks of both a holiness which we have in Christ before God and a holiness that we need to strive after. Well, let me put it this way if you just think this is a little bit out of your reach theologically. If you are saved, you have this constant battle with trying to do the right and righteous thing. There is an adversary, your old sinful nature, that does not want you to live according to the spiritual renewal that you've had in your life. If you're not having this struggle, this battle, you're probably not saved. If you just still feel good about all the stuff you used to do before you made your verbal proclamation, you can say you save all you want to, but saying you save don't make you save. If you're not struggling because any man who's walking after the Lord, you're going to have your old flesh man want to rise up and do his own thing. The Lord knows that. That's why he said you need to walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. God, when he saved us, he gave us, first of all, what we call a positional holiness. A positional holiness. He made us holy because we came to him. He sealed us with his Holy Spirit and he placed us in a place. He separated us and said, we are holy. Every time I think about what's holy, I think about this illustration of the china in the china cabinet in the formal dining room. Go try to get one of those plates and eat (laughs) and see what happens. The lady of the house is going to say, you shouldn't be getting that. That's for special occasions. In other words, it's holy. It's separated for a specific use. In that case, that's what holy really is. It's, it's been put to the side and you just can't use that. Don't use that bowl just to eat your cereal out of. I know you ain't got that for your cereal. The kids sure can't go in there. You would get injured <laughs> when you was a child if you went in your mother's china cabinet. Because that china was holy, set aside. For a particular purpose. And God says no. You've been holy and set aside for a particular purpose. The world can't just use you for anything. Because that's not the intended use of you now. That you've been put in God's china cabinet. He said that's for my use. That's not ordinary and everyday you are unique. You're special. That's why he said you are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar Unique people that belong to God. And unless you understand that, the world will still try to use you for all of its purposes. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 7 says, For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. God called us to live a holy life. 1 Corinthians 1, says to the church of God at Corinth. Here's Paul writing to the church and if you know this church in Corinth they had a lot of issues they had a lot of problems he had to try to respond to but he calls them first and foremost in the very first chapter, in the very first couple of verses. He said, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy. He said, y'all acting like you're out of control, but you are called to be holy. And I'm going to call you what God says you are. You are saint." He said, you're called to be holy together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. He said, you are saints. The word sanctified in this passage means you have been made holy. Now start acting like it. If you're in the royal family, if you're in England or some country where you're in the royal family, you have to start acting like royal family. They say, you're in the royal family. You can't do that. You got to act this way. You know, there are things you can't do. You might have all the power and prestige and money, but you can't go hang out over there at McDonald's with the rest of them. Why? You're a royalty. If you want a Big Mac, we're going to have to bring it to you. But you can't go over there and hang out with them because of who you are. God through Christ has made us holy and has given us a holy standing before God, which is our positional holiness. Therefore, we are called to be holy now in our daily lives. God stamps us as holy, and then he says, now go out and start living like who you are. The problem is we've been deep, our DNA has been programmed to live an unholy life. That's that sin nature. We are programmed to lie, steal, cheat, and fulfill all of the desires of our flesh. That's the way we are programmed from the beginning. That's why you need to be born again. That old sin nature has its own desires and it wants what it wants when it wants it. I was quiet on that one. (laughs) The writer of Hebrew is telling us, however, to take seriously the necessity of our personal And practical holiness. Take that serious. That's how we should function day by day. One of the biggest problems I think in the church reaching lost people is that it is difficult now to tell the difference between those who say they are saved and those who say they are not. People are having a hard time trying to figure out what's the difference. Because you walk like the other folk, you talk like the other folk, you dress like the other folk, you respond like the other folk. So who do you say you are? Many believers have a basic desire to live a holy life but have come to believe that you just can't do it. Why? Because I got some issues. Now you may not be living in a gross sin but you may have given up ever attaining a life of holiness And have, as a result, settled down to a life of mediocrity in your walk with the Lord. That mediocrity means I'm not passionate for Christ like I used to be, but I'm good enough. I still got my Bible, and I still go to church on a regular basis. I come at least three times a month, Pastor. I come at least three times. I'm a regular church attendee, I have my Bible. I bring it to church. I put it in the back seat of my car. When I come back, I get it and I bring it back in. (laughs) What more do you want? I even tithe. What more do you want? I don't want anything else. It's what God wants. He wants a living sacrifice. He wants a light that somebody can point to. He wants an ambassador that represents him in the earth. God wants somebody he can count on. See, when you settle for that life of mediocrity in your walk with God, you are not pleased and God is not pleased. When the Holy Spirit comes into our lives at our salvation, he comes to make us holy in our practice, in our lifestyle. If there is not a yearning in our hearts to live a holy life pleasing to God, then we're going to have to question our faith And whether our faith in Christ is real. If you have no desire, it never crossed your mind, you're not that interested in living a holy life, then you might want to check and see if you ever made a faith commitment to Christ. Every believer who knows Christ ought to at least have a desire or an understanding that I need to have a desire. To live a holy life. I asked a question last time. Do you ever think about it? Have you, do you ever consciously say, you know, I want to live a life pleasing to God. I want to live a life pleasing. I, I know we want the blessings of the Lord. I know we want the overflow. I know we want the supernatural anointing. I know we want all of that. But do we want to live a life pleasing to God? Nobody ever really comes up for a prayer request to say, please pray for me that I can live a life pleasing to God. We not going pray that. Would you just pray with me? I'm, my desire is to live holy. The whole purpose of our salvation is that we might be holy and blameless in his sight. After this month is over, we're going to really preach some exciting messages that you can really shout on. (laughs) But this month is not one. Okay, we're going to preach something that you can say, yes! You can stand up and if you have a handkerchief, you can come up here and wave it and throw it. All that stuff like that. (laughs) But not now. Because I want to get you where you can be effective in the kingdom of God and you can be victorious in your daily life listen you won't have all these other problems you've been having if you have a desire to live a holy life before God a lot of this other stuff that's going on is because you ain't in the place where you need to be you may not necessarily have a desire for holiness when you first come to Christ but the Holy Spirit who gives us the desire to be saved also creates a desire in us to be holy Because he is, what kind of spirit is he? A Holy Spirit. Here's what Titus says in Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a self-control, upright, and a godly lives in this present age. He teaches us to say no. Can everybody just say no? No. He teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. So we got to start saying no. You can say no if you want to. <laughs> to ungodliness and worldly passions. You can't just mimic everything you see your favorite entertainer do. You can't just follow him because he'll lead you straight to hell. You can't say that he's doing that and he got a cross on his neck. Jesus didn't tell us to wear the cross. He told us to bear the cross. You have to first deny yourself. Take up your cross and then do what? Follow him. And he's walking holy. Amen. Say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly. Self-controlled, upright, and godly. Boy, that ought to be something we ought to have on our little uh, note, that we put on our, on our refrigerator, on our mirror when we get up in the morning. Today, Lord, I want to live with self control, uprightness, and godliness. God's very nature demands holiness in the life of believers. And again, He tells us several times in the Bible that He is holy and that we ought to be holy because we belong to Him. Now, every believer. Wants to go to heaven and be with the Lord for an eternity. I want to go to heaven. We sing songs about going to heaven. I'm going to walk the streets of gold. I'm going to choose me a seat and sit down. I'm going to see my mother. I'm going to see my father and all of that. But there's one thing that's going to happen. Is is there going to be an atmosphere of holiness in heaven. That's why the Lord says if you're going to be around me. You're going to have to be holy because holy is all we do. The angels are singing one song. Holy, 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 holy for eternity. If you don't like holy here, you might want to find you another destination. (laughs) It's going to all be holy. You're going to have no cable TV, no internet. You're going to have to hear what nobody else is talking about and trying to indoctrinate you with their philosophies and all of that kind of thing like that it is going to be holy 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 god's very nature demands holy that's why every time you see the presence of god come in the scriptures you can't stand in the presence you just got to bow down i remember when god was coming to talk to moses on the mountain and the people were going to come up there and visit with god And they got to the mountain. The mountain was shaking. They saw fire. They said, okay, well, uh, Moses, why don't you go on up there and just come back and tell us what he said. They weren't holy. They couldn't get that close. They didn't have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. But they couldn't stand in the presence of God. When he calls us to salvation, he calls us to fellowship with him and be in his presence. We're asked this question in 1 John 1, 5. He says, how can we have fellowship with him if we continue to walk in darkness? Because in him there is no darkness at all. Now, God is not requiring that we have perfection. Because I already heard somebody say, well, I can't be perfect. No, he's not asking us to be perfect. He's asking us to be serious about holiness. He wants us to grieve when there is sin in our lives instead of justifying it. Instead of just trying to cover it up and justify it and tell people, well, you know, God know I'm human. He know the Spirit is willing, but what? Why y'all know that (laughs) scripture? Everybody know that one. Because you've been using it for an excuse. Until you know where that scripture is found. Where is that found? Anybody know where that's found? So until you know where it's found, chapter and verse, don't ever use it again. (laughs) He wants us to earnestly pursue holiness as a way of life. That's what God wants. He knows that we are human. We know that we have a sin nature that's warring with us. And there are going to be times when we give in. But he wants us to, when we give in, we need to give out to him our confession so he can come back in and set us again, reset us. One of the things that you need to get a good understanding is that holiness is required for our well-being. The Bible says the Lord disciplines those he loves. God has a plan to help us with our holiness, and that plan is his discipline. In this scripture that we read in Hebrews, that holiness is required to see God. Before he got to that point, a few verses earlier, this is what he said. Chapter 12 verse 4, in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood and you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. Here's the words that addresses you. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. So this scripture is telling us that God requires for us us to be holy. But when we're walking in unholiness and we're walking in sin and having our lifestyle, he says, you think God is not going to pay attention to that and do something about it. Endure hardness as discipline. God is treating you as sons, in verse 7. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we all have had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of our spirit and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplined us for good that we may share in his holiness. It was the Lord Jesus Christ who said, Why do you call me Lord and you don't do the things that I say? He made a distinction between those who know him and follow him and those who do not know him. You've been listening to this message today to help you to understand that God requires something of us. He wants us to live a holy life honoring and pleasing to Him. He asked us in the book of Romans chapter 12 to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual act of worship or our reasonable service. Be encouraged and be conscious about living a holy life. If you would like to hear this message again in its entirety, you can hear it on our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. I invite you to come and worship with us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you can't make it there in person, join us online at L O W C F dot o r g again that's l o w c f dot o r g if you would like for someone to join you in prayer call our prayer line number at 281-964-1393 that's 281-964-1393 and don't forget about our beacon bookstore right here on our campus we have church supplies offering supplies communion supplies books and Bibles or whatever you need for your church. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the Light of the World, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.